Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Truth Seekers. You're listening to Turn It Up, a brand new show featured on A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. Turn It Up is all about independent recording artists of all kinds, R&B, rap, jazz, soul, gospel, even country. But the primary reason for Turn It Up is to feature and help independent artists that take it to the next level by showcasing new music, sharing studio recording tips and tricks, to help your tracks stand out like the pros and industry information to help you choose the right path and keep you in the game. Every week we bring you new artists, industry insiders, and fresh new tracks that you won't be able to hear anywhere else. The truth is, if you're an independent artist trying to make it in the music biz, you need all the help you can get. So let's stop playing. Get your demos together and get ready to turn it up. If you just click the link on my webpage or you're listening on blogtalkradio.com or even the Blog Talk Radio player on my Facebook page and you want to call in live, look, we'd love to talk with you. So give us a call. Here's the number, 347-326-9470. Hope you like you can Twitter me your questions and comments at twitter.com slash a measure of truth. Also, if you haven't yet, why don't you look me up on Facebook? I'm the Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio, and you can always email me your questions and comments at a measure of truth at gmail.com.
Michael Ayers is a singer-songwriter producer from St. Mary Parish, Louisiana, who has crafted a sound that he affectionately calls open. Ayers states that, I get tired of hearing songs that are so full of production and sounds for the sake of having sounds on the track that you barely even hear the singer that the song is supposed to be for. Back in the day, every instrument was just another way to tell the story, another part that added to the whole composition. Ayers further states that the music is the framework, the artist is the canvas. Born to a singing father from Ohio and a songwriting mother from Louisiana, the second youngest of eight children, all singer-musicians in their own right, Michael was literally born into music. My mother told me that I rode into this world to the Isley Brothers. That's not what most kids would want to hear from their parents, but I loved it. It let me know that this was my destiny from the get-go. Michael has been singing since the age of two and performing professionally since the age of 13. Michael Ayers, welcome to Turn It Up. Michael, you there? <laughs> What's going on, brother? Wow, that was, that was a great intro. Welcome to well, well, Turn Feel free it to up. use it anytime you need. <laughs> man, I, I, I need to get that on my EPK. Who wrote that? He's a bad dude, man. <laughs> he's, a, he's a bad dude <laughs> Alright, alright and, and say hello to my co-host, the Leo Wow, the Leo that, uh, I, I'm not going to call you the Leo That sounds like something you tell the ladies to call you Yeah, call me the Leo, baby That ain't something to do Hey, the Leo The Leo, what's up, dog? What's up? You, you can call me Leo You don't got to call me delicious That's called a delicious, though yeah, so you can just, you can just you. call him L. L. All right, all right, yeah, LL yeah. Coolio. Got you, man. Yeah, Got you. yeah. You know, and before I even have to tell the listeners, I guess they have figured it out now that you were probably a comedian before you became a musician. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It was it was a minor stint that I did. I was back in Baton Rouge, and I was uh, I, it was it was harder than performing on on stage as a musician, and I was taught by um cat by the name of Howard Hall uh, and Martin Holmes. They're two comedic geniuses who are actually on the, uh, on the road right now doing work. And uh, it was for a short amount of time. It was something to do, but uh, I had fun doing it. It still informs some of my uh, performances today when I get on stage. Uh, you know, I like to inject a little bit of that humor to get the audience nice and loose. But yeah, man, a lot of people don't know that. Though. Yeah, 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 that's nice, man. So multifaceted talent. So this going to be fun. <laughs> oh yeah, it's fun. It's gonna be so don't bring it, don't bring it over here now. You ain't gonna you ain't one of them singers that's gonna be like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna throw it right back at you, brother. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> now, you know something, Michael. I, I read in your bio that I found very interesting. Um, it says here that you were influenced more by an era than a band or an individual person. Tell us about that. Okay. What is it about this era? that um, really um, left its mark on you? Well, for you know, for me, music as a whole, you know, has an influence, you know, many different genres. But if I could say the one that influenced me the most, it has to be 90s music, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, from the likes of the Uptown roster with, um, you know, Jodeci, Mary J. Blige, yeah. you know, Guy, and um, the New Jack Swing era. I mean, I grew up with that. So Babyface and, you know, the LaFace era and So So Deaf, all of those artists in the 90s influenced me. And if you listen to my music, which I'm sure you have, um, you know, it's a lot of chord progression. It's not just standard four-chord format you hear on radio that just repeats. You know, it's actually very musical, live live instruments and some very uh, deep writing. So 
So yeah, the mm. '90s, man, that was that was my heavy influence. Wow, wow. Now, um, you you do your recording on a MacBook Pro, and you use a yes, USB sir. mic as. And, and I do the same thing. I use a USB mic and, um, you know, running this whole show off of the computer. But um, tell us a little bit about how you got involved in um, using your computer to, to record your own tracks and start, um, you know, doing things for yourself instead of just looking towards the studio for that. Well, I, you know, from back in the day, you know, I was, you know, taught by a couple of producers. My first um, piece of equipment recorded on was a Roland XP80, you know, back when they still was using sequences on boards. And, mm. you know, after I had enough of that and I graduated to computers, I started on um, a program by the name of Reason. And um, uh-huh. after seeing how easy, oh, yeah, Reason is a beast. And after seeing how easy oh, yeah. it was, then um, I got tired of PC and graduated to a Mac. And um, once I got with that, um, I used Logic. I used Pro Tools HD9. Um, I also dabbled back in another program called Record. I, I got into it mainly out of necessity. A lot of cats wouldn't produce for me, but then my father told me, you know, do for self. You know, you're musical, you play keys, you can do it yourself. So it started as a necessity, and then it became one of my calling cards, man. Wow, that's awesome, man. And, and it definitely yeah, gives you control, the control that you need over your tracks as well, because... You know what you want your sound to sound like. A lot of times people can't really hone into that. They can only do what they've been taught. So, yeah, yeah. That, that's something that well, you really... Well, well oh, Quincy Jones said it himself. He said um, that, you know, a lot of singers traditionally are very lazy. You know, they come into the studio and they want it, you know, pretty much to do everything there. They want the song already written, already produced, and they just come in and copy and paste. You know, with me... The beauty of being a producer of your own stuff is even, you know, as you hear with my music, I, I use a lot of live musicians um, in tandem with sequence tracks. So, you know, I'm able to communicate with musicians in a way to have them, you know, you know, better communicate what it is that I want on the track. And it makes it a lot easier, you know. So it really pays to be musical or at least have some sort of a theory behind it. It really, really helps. It really does. It gives you full, full creativity, too. Yeah, it does. No, no, you're not limited at all. I mean, even if you're not work even if you're, I'm, I'm not pressing on the keys, like um on one of the songs Find Your Way, uh Kendrick Marshall, phenomenal keys player from New Orleans, um, he, you know, played keys on that along with a guy named Jaron uh G Sharp Porch who did some extra key work. And um, you know, I'm able to go into the studio and I could say, Okay, we'll go to F sharp here, I'll go to this, go to E flat there. You know, you can tell them what chord progressions to do, and it makes the process much easier versus them having to listen to you do an acapella and pick it out. So, yeah, full control, man. Wow, wow. You know, that's a pretty good intro to um, Find Your Way. So tell us a little bit more about that, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk a little bit more about your, your music background and training. Wow. I'll tell you about Find Your Way? Man. Uh, <laughs> well, the lyrics, as you can tell, are very uh, very deep. All of my writing is uh, very personal. But this is one of the only songs that um, when I was going through something that that talked about, I'm not ashamed to say it's, it's autobiographical. Um, I came home that night and I put the song in like less than 10 minutes. And, um, you know, it, it became what it is. I knew that it was God speaking mm, that um, yeah. had me put it out because I wasn't thinking. I just was writing the first thing that came to mind. And that's what it is. And it's it, it still gets to me to this day. It's a real personal song. Real wow. Personal. Dude, you wrote this in 10 minutes? Yes, sir. Wrote it in 10 minutes. I know a lot of people say that. You hear people say that all the time. Well, I wrote this Mm. in 20 minutes and such and such, and it it gets old. But, um, you know, it it, it was 
10 minutes, man. I, I was less than that, really, because I just came home and just jumped on my iPhone and just started typing. And it mm. less than the time it took to sing it. It just when you, came when you out. You feel it. You feel it. Wow. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, when you feel it, you feel it. So yeah, here it is. Whatever's honest. Find Your Way by Michael Ayers. Yes, sir. I'm being so self-righteous Girl, I mean 
That was nice. Thank you, man. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Yeah, he has, a real, he has a real man. polished, very, very polished sound, man. Mm. Sounds real, very clear uh, sound. He kind of uh, reminds me somewhat of a uh, kind of like a Raphael, Sadiq, and uh, a little bit of uh, what is it, Donnell Jones, as far as like the smoothness of your voice. You know what I mean? Oh, thank you, thank you, yeah. brother. I appreciate that. That's that's two of my favorites. So that's that's a yeah. compliment, man. Yeah, huge compliment. And, and you come from a musical family. Um, so, yes, were your parents also in singers, and were they in the industry? My my, my mother and my father are both singers. Uh, the closest that they've ever gotten to being in the industry is watching the Grammy Awards on TV. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, we we we're from a you know a highway off of Bayou Sally Road and and St. Mary, man. So you know, we from the country, but all of us. You know, we all, my brothers and sisters, we all sing. We all each play instruments. And uh, my mother is also a songwriter. So, you know, when we were kids, from the moment that we woke up to the moment we went to sleep, you know, the albums was playing. Whether it was Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, Miles Davis, Cannonball, Adderley. I mean, it was, you name mm-hmm. it, Kenny Loggins, Christopher Cross. I mean, we have music 24-7. So that's that's why I'm, I'm here doing it like I am. It's just in me, man. Wow, yeah. that, that's pretty awesome, man. And um, you, you know, and, and since you're producing as well, um, one of the things that I even I mentioned this in the intro, you said you get tired of hearing songs that are full, so full of production and sounds for the sake of just having sounds on the track that you can barely hear the artist, you know, yeah. in the song itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's gotten to the point with production to where it's like the kitchen sink mentality. It's like, um, you know, mm-hmm. from what I observe, let's just throw a whole bunch of instruments in here and let's just put a whole bunch of Let's make it sound like what's hot right now, quote unquote, and let's just put a whole bunch of different sounds, very electronic-y, you know, which is cool in its own right. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I mean, I, I, you never really get the chance to appreciate the artist. I don't know if it's to compensate for what an artist might lack, so that you don't pay attention to them. But I would think if, you know, the artist is supposed to be what you're selling, that you should want to hear them. And there's a lot of, you know, music on the radio that's not. And plus, that goes back to you know, the whole, what they call the loudness wars and, and mastering and production where you got to crank the mastering up to, you know, like they say, crank it up to 11, you know, because of the fact that you got to be competitive and it becomes so loud, there's not much dynamic movement. So I, I like to have quiet. I like to have space. I like to have a, you know, a breakdown or something that, that lets you really, you know, the vocalist and hear those words. You know, the story is the most important part to me. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely appreciate that. And, um, you know, you, you hit on it because what, what we've got today is a lot of um, popular samples that are um, yeah. you know, in, infused in music. And sometimes you can tell it really doesn't fit in. And sometimes yeah. it totally changes the track from where it was before because, you know, um, it may start off one way and then it's sped up, given a new beat, you know. Um, yeah. And then from there, those sounds are added in that you're familiar with from another yeah. track that was popular. And, um, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. And a lot of times this this is not the artist's fault, but it, it might be, you know, the record company or someone else who feels that this is what's going to get that person heard. And, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, a lot of I, labels, it's no secret that a lot of labels, you know, they you know, they have the me too mentality. They wanna they're not taking them they're not gambling a lot on new sounds, they're not gambling a lot on the new deal. They want sure bets, they want sure things. So, you know, it it becomes the same, you know, Food regurgitated over and over again, but they, you do have artists that, you know, uh, that do their own thing. You have your Frank McCombs and your Layla Hathaways and Eric Robesons that 
you know, an individual. So it's not complete. It doesn't dominate the industry completely. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But um, you in, in your own production and everything that you're doing as well to, to create music, tell us what your, your main goal is as far as staying true to what you believe your style is, because it's a little different than most. Um, well, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad that you say that. I'm glad that you noticed. Uh, for me, it's, it's about the integrity of the song. You know, I've, my main thing is, is the story, is the writing, you know, is to make mm-hmm. sure that the song is strong. I say it all the time. You know, good singers need great songs, but great songs mean, don't need good singers, you know. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's very important that, you know, you have something that is it's, it's a storyline. It's a great song, you know. Um, and also for me, um, I like chord progression, you know. And like I said earlier, you hear a lot of standard four chord progressions that repeat. And it's and it's very, um, you know, pop synthy, very Euro trance type of style. I mean, it's permeated and crossed over into um, R&B to where R&B is more pop now than anything. Mm. You know, I try to, to keep major minor progressions. I like to keep, you know, a very dark sensibility to the music as far as the chords. And uh, I also like, you know, chord progressions. I like it to be musical. I like it to move and go somewhere. Right, right. Now, t- tell us about what you've been doing to market yourself as well, because you're out there, you're doing this thing independently. Um, I, I see that you are on Amazon.com and, and Reverb Nation. Um, tell us some other avenues. Well, I was I was on Amazon with my first project um, with mm-hmm. uh, Six that I pushed out. And, um, you know, it's done considerably well, in particular in Louisiana and, and Mississippi. But um, this new project now, which has not been released yet, um, believe it or not, I haven't really pushed it out because I'm uh, currently in talks with a major to um, be bought in and to be, um, you know, a major label artist, which is why when I heard the intro, it was like, this is for an independent artist. So I was like, oh, hell. I was like, <laughs> am I breaking the mold here? No, no. But, we've, um, we've actually had a, a number of established Grammy-nominated artists on the show as well. But as long as you, okay, you, cool. know, you know, are willing to, you know, share a little wisdom. That's what it's really all about. It's about sharing well, information and knowledge. Well, I can tell you this, you know, for the most important thing, being out here in Atlanta, you know, I've been in Atlanta for the past couple of years, and um, the most important thing to market yourself is to get out there on the live scene, is to get out there and to perform. There are several places, you know, find out, but never underestimate the power of open mics, never underestimate the power of jam sessions, you know, go sign up, get on stage, be heard, tear it down. As far as marketing yourself to a particular, you know, audience, I found what worked for me on my first project is, okay, this is the type of music that I'm performing. It's, um, you know, mainstream urban, but more urban AC. Um, I went to, I, I specifically targeted you know, the open mics that cater to that, you know, certain lounges right. and certain spots and, you know, built up my fan base with email listings and, you know, made sure that more people got out to see me, you know, festivals of any kind, like a Sweet Auburn Festival or, um, you know, Olympic Wind Down Wednesday, you know, festivals that they do. I mean, whatever would allow me to be heard and target that audience. Know your audience and target them, target them, target them. That's mm. how I did it. Let me ask you a question. So when you do live, do you always have a band with you? How do you accomplish always, that? Always, always, I mean, for me, if, I, if you catch me doing a track gig, it's just because there was no way that they could afford a band, but nine chances out of ten, even if, and this will sound crazy, but even if I sacrifice getting paid, I make sure that the band is there because that's that's such an important element to my live show. But, but a live band with 
fantastic musicians, which I, I work with some phenomenal guys. We you, we can take an audience through any emotion we want. But a track, you strictly you strictly have to work in the confines of that. Track. You can't go only so far with your ad libs, but with the band. I can mm-hmm. take you anywhere I want. I can do anything I want to with you, and you get the song becomes something else entirely. So it has to be with a live band, always. Right. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Now, you you know, gotta come out and see me, man. If you out in the A, y'all better make sure y'all come out and check it, brother. I don't, I don't want to be here. Yeah, <laughs> man. We're going to come and check you. We're going to see you. No yeah, okay. All right, man. going to see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We will definitely do that. You know, you got to tell us where do you perform in um, the DMV? Well, you know, I've, since I've been out in Atlanta, you know, I was I, you would catch me in Sambuca when it was still open, you know, recently shut down. But, you know, I'm in Apache on, you know, any given night. Um, I can go over at center stage. It, it just really depends. Right now, um, I've mainly been in the studio recording, and um, that's been my main interest. But I will be getting – I just started getting back out performing, as a matter of fact, just as um, recently last night. You know, and it's mainly at those aforementioned spots. So, you know, mm-hmm. checking on my Facebook and everything, I let people know where I'm at. I'll be there. That sounds good, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, also, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also in Louisiana, there's a place in Baton Rouge called the Lyceum Dean on Tuesday nights. I perform there whenever I'm back home. Great, phenomenal place. Uh, the Brass Room in Lafayette on uh, Thursday nights, I'm there as well. So, yeah, whenever I'm there, those are the places, man. All right. Well, yeah. Um, it would be great if you could get on a tour with some other um, bands too. And, um, you know, this is something that I would hope to be able to get together real soon to get some of you guys to be able to, um, form your own little circuit, get together and share each other's, um, you know, fan base and get out there and, you know, have everybody drop into everybody's favorite spots over and over again. You know what I mean? And yeah, sort of, yeah, you know, yeah, work it out from there. That's important, man. I'm glad to mention that, you know, a lot of artists, uh, the community, is very, very, um, it, more artists would be very, um, you know, community-oriented and, you know, would, would try to help each other out like that. And then things mm-hmm. would happen a lot faster for us, really. So right, right. That. Yeah, because, you know, if you have a spot that you've been blowing up a lot and every now and then you can introduce somebody else, maybe even do a duet with them or whatever it takes, you know, just to loosen it up a little bit and um, help people to see that you're, you know, you're out there, again, connected to other people that are like you and and um, do the same type of music that you enjoy doing and performing. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah man. I mean, talk about a tour, man. There's another there's another little-known um, Michael Ayers fact. Uh, I was um, Justin Bieber's background vocalist this past uh, year and also um, vocal coached him for a short amount of time whenever, right before he went on his My World 2.0 tour. So that's a little, that's a crazy fun fact there. That was, Mm. that was a different experience, man. That was different. (laughs) (laughs) Man. And tell us a little bit about that. How did you end up um, with that gig? You know what? It happened because I did the Soul Train Awards uh, last year through my production partner, Wizard Jones. Um, Shouts to him. Um, you know, he's a very talented musician and producer here in Atlanta, and he was the MD of Soul Train. And uh, the band they put together for it was the elite, you know, musicians in um, Atlanta, and I was blessed enough to be included in their company. And um, Tommy Martin, Justin Bieber's, um, you know, musical director, he was the guitarist in the band. He played with Michael Jackson, Madonna, B.B. Um, King, you name it, he's played with them. And when Justin's voice started changing, where it started dropping, then they needed some background singers that could 
keep that tone and, you know, still, because you're dropping keys every night. So they need mm. people that can keep up with that. And right. you know, they knew me. And once they, they were like, bring him in. And when they brought me in, then we found two females and we were there, man. And that's how I did it. And we were there for a few months. We were there for like six months. And then afterwards, you know, our job was done. But that was, that was a great experience, man. That's like, wow, pandemonium. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy, man. It's got me seeing little little girls go ape crazy over like a little kid, like it's the Beatles, man. I mean, you be surprised. <laughs> it's unbelievable, man. Yeah, it's kid, unbelievable. And, and he ain't done yet, man. This boy's got no, quite a few years no. on him, man. He's gonna be out there just killing the opposition. Yeah. Hey, man, there's there's nobody that's that's killing the game in that particular arena right now. Between him and Lady Gaga, their their respective fields, they're completely dominating, man. So hey, mm. much respect to them if they can hold it down, because that's that's a tight run ship. I can say that that is a very, you know, tight run ship. I, that that's one thing I learned about being a part of that organization for the time I was, is that mm. you know every part of it is tightly run, you know. So. They they really have that thing together. And Justin, he's focused. He's he knows what he wants, and he's he's got good people around him. So that's very important for anybody listening. Mm-hmm. If you got a good team and a tight run ship, man, it makes a world of difference. It really does. Wow. Well, unless before um, we run too far into the show, we we want to go ahead and get another track out there. Um, we've got either mine tonight or someone else's girl. That one sounds a little. You sneaky. know what? You know what? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you ain't jump on that, Leo. You you kind of quiet over there, man. <laughs> what's up, man? I want to I want to hear what someone else's girl is about. Oh, okay. And, uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll tell you what. Mine tonight's a bit. We'll save that one for last because that's uh that's the big one right there. So yeah, someone else is throwing it up next, man. Okay, all right. Here it is, Michael Ayers with someone else's girl. I think that's self-explanatory. It is.
Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Man, that's crazy. Oh, you know what? The fuck? I, I, I can't help that. You know, I mean, I was I was heavily influenced by you know both of them, and I mean Marvin and I mean Carvin uh, Haggins and Ivan Various, you know, the two producers respectively, music soul child. You know, I love their work. You know, they they have heavy you know roads and keyboards and their stuff and nice oh, progression. Yeah. So again, that's a compliment, bro. If you, if you find it yeah. familiar, it means that um it's something that's digestible. So hey, I, yeah. I appreciate that. Mm. True. True. But it's not so, so much that you sound like them; it's the vibe. It's more of the vibe. Yeah, you know there I mean? you go. That's yeah, it. It's oh, definitely yeah. a vibe because because I can't really say who you sound like. You don't sound like anybody that's out, but it's the vibe that you get. You know what I'm saying? When I listen to Black Street, like I remember when I was listening to that, it put me on that same vibe as back when I was hearing Black Street or or the Music Soul Child albums, and you know, it just gives you that that smoothness. It has a, a, a very good cool factor to it. Right. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I, 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 not too much story, but you know, just the right amount of emotion. You know what I mean? You right. see yeah. more. Of the, yeah. So you didn't really have to say specifically what happened and how it happened. It's just more the feeling, and um, yeah. you really captured that very well. And it was a great vibe. It was a great mood to that. I like that. Thanks, man. I, I appreciate it. Cause I, I mean, I think, I think everybody can identify with. You know, you would. You know, you smell the person's. You know, perfume in your clothes. Or, you know, man, you might think about them. You know, she has some nice and you know, lips or whatever, and you know the kiss and everything. And you know, you see her sometimes, and other folks that you see. I mean, it, it's something everybody relates to. So I mean, I mean, it was about capturing a feeling. You know, it wasn't purposefully done, but you know, at thinking about it afterwards, yeah, yeah, I did do that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I captured a feeling. I did. I, I meant to do that. <laughs> yeah. Now. You didn't want to tell us too much about your new project, but um, you've got something coming up. Um, yes, sir. So um, I just want you to go ahead and promise that you're going to come back and, you know, let us, um, you know, premiere or something. Give us oh, a absolutely, taste. absolutely, man. Yeah, man. So we can um, check out your new style, find out what you're doing. Uh, I know the style is the same, but your new tracks. And, um, yeah, we, we definitely would love to be able to feature um, your next album. And when did you record this I recorded this actually uh, two months ago. This whole project, um, mm-hmm. all of these songs were recorded two months ago back in Louisiana and uh, when I went home. And with the exception of mine tonight, but, um, I went to New York uh, with Robin, and we recorded that up there. But everything else that you heard, I did back in Louisiana. When you say Robin, do you mean Robin Thicke? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mine tonight, wow. he, is, um, heard, he is heard prominently on the background vocals. Um, so yeah, he's he's on there. Oh. Yeah, you you can't miss yeah. him. You know his voice. You can't miss him. He has a lot of parts where he stands out. So yeah, but yeah, he was, yeah, man. He was, he's a cool dude, man. He really is. He vocally produced for that song, for that one song in particular. He he was a fan of it. And um, we went into the studio and we laid it down. And um, he's he's a real real nice cat. He knows how to you know help you communicate that emotion for that particular song, man. So mm. I'm, I'm real proud of it. Wow, dude, you are you are just out there, man. You're so well connected in the um, industry, man. And you know, I would say that. What was that? I said I, I would just say he, that. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. You said you wouldn't say that? No, man. I'm I'm, I'm being facetious. I'm I'm oh. just you know I'm just I'm doing my thing, man. I mean, well connected to me is like big time players. I'm just a young guy. Oh, trying to make let me and, let me know, be I'm, honest I'm, with you. In this industry, being well connected is that you work with four or five people and they all respect you. That's so difficult. That is so difficult because 
You know, the relationships in this business are so touchy, you know, and when mm-hmm. you can work with people who are on, at the level of the, you know, the crew of Justin Bieber and Robin Thicke and all these guys, and they still respect you and do you favors like Robin Thicke did for you, that that's awesome, man. That's well, awesome. I tell you, I owe, I owe that more to to um, Andre Rao, who's the, you know, become my mentor. You know, the mm-hmm. situation, I don't know if you guys are familiar, you know, the, the whole way I even got to show up, put up on Atlantic's radar was because of a contest by the name of the Superstar Soul Search that happened that Andre Harrell in collaboration with Atlantic Records and Radio One did this past mm-hmm. June. Okay. They were looking for they were looking for the next big soul singer, and um, I beat out you know tens of thousands of people. You know, it was an online portion of it, and then they took the top fifty per city, and then they did a live audition, and they took the top person per city, and then they had the finals here in Atlanta, and um, I beat everyone out. And it was just supposed to be for ten grand and a single deal, but, you know, Andre believes in me, and he believed in me as an album artist, so that's why we recorded this project uh, to pitch. And now, without giving saying too much, you know, we got a, we got a deal on the table possibly, you know. So I mm. owned up, and Robin came through and showed love because of his connection with, with that and then also because he loved the music. So I owe more of that to, to Andre Harrell, man. Big ups to him on that. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, well, we can't wait to hear Mine Tonight now. So oh, yeah. here it hey, is, man. Michael Ayers with Mine Tonight on Turn It the Up. The Cheetah's Anthem. The Cheetah's Anthem of 2011. <laughs> <laughs> Throw that in there.
That's that's my favorite one. Mm. Oh really? Oh, that's hot. <laughs> that, that, that's hot. I like that. That's, mm, I think mm-hmm. that's a hit right there, bro. Hey man, hey, I think that's a thank hit you. Right there. Yeah. yeah. That's, hey, that's, I'm, ho- I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping some people put in the car and be riding like, yeah, that's right. I'm gonna be mine tonight. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 That's right. You gonna be here forever, but you was mine tonight, girl. That's yeah. right. <laughs> that was yeah. that was hot. That was real. That thank was hot. Thank you, bro. Right thank there. you. Big ups to Wizard. Um, um, this is the only track on the actual project that um, I didn't produce. Um, my partner, um, Reginald Wizard Jones, um, the guy I was telling you about, who was the MD for the Soul Train Awards, um, he's also on the road with Justin Bieber as his keyboardist. Um, he's a phenomenal producer. He plays every instrument um, that you hear on there, with the exception of a couple of you know percussion and string things that I did myself. But mm. man, he was a, a, a whiz, as they say. You know, we have to him for that. But I'm hoping. That's the first single, man. That's the first single, and I'm hoping that it gets it and people, you know, do a it's double take and wonder who that is. It's going to do yeah, some yeah. That's <laughs> yep. one of those. That's one of those quiet storm tracks right there, man. Yeah, yeah. man. That's, that's, that's a stepper song well, too, man. You listen to it's that. You know, mm-hmm. right. It's a feel good too. Like I, that's something you wake up, you take a shower in the morning, you got that song playing in the bathroom. You know, you just <laughs> yeah, man. You wake up to that. That's 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 that party music. That's good. I like hey, that. Man. Hey man. If you waking if if you waking up listening to that, that means you about to do something that you ain't supposed to be done. Now you did something last night. You weren't supposed to be done. I ain't got nothing to do with that. I ain't, I ain't co-signing that one right there. You know what you calling that one? <laughs> yeah man. Put that mind tonight on. We gonna get it to it tonight. That's right. Call it out. See. Then I have to get in an argument with my wife about how I like to beat. I like to beat.
Never go. 
Yeah, the Leo wow. was forever. <laughs> the Leo. <laughs> <laughs> or Leo for fellas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta throw that in there. You, yeah, you gotta put that in. There. You gotta put that trailer voice in the Leo. Yeah, no. In stores now. Uh, <laughs> that's bad, uh, man. You you produced and wrote that? Yeah, yeah, man. Did that not too long nice, ago. Thanks, man. Mm. Thank that's you. Real nice, man. Thank you. Real nice. And now I was you're just a comedian. Look at you. You're doing the music thing, too, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he did the intro, too. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, 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 I recognize the voice now. I recognize uh, yeah. the voice now. You, you're the host, I mean, uh, Donna didn't tell me, uh, she didn't tell me that she did music. She just, All she said, she just warned me about you. She was like, yeah, Leo, he's the clown of the show. So he's going to have fun with you. you know, blah, blah, blah. But she didn't tell me that she did the music thing, too, man. That's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sounds good, man. Appreciate it. So, yeah. so tell me, how long, I, let me go ahead and switch in the host mode. So tell me, <laughs> how, how long have you been doing the music for? Oh, he put me on the spot. No, no. Yeah, with four minutes <laughs> no, left I've been in the show. Since, uh, <laughs> since about like 98, 98 I've been, since 98 I started uh, producing tracks and then started uh, getting into writing a couple years uh, following that. So, yeah, man, I just got a little, nice little arsenal. <laughs> just waiting. Well, there you have it. It's the Leo yeah. with no. Mm. Thank you so much, Mr. Yeah. Leo, for joining us on our show. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it's about time I, for I, me I can't to close. Do, I can't do it like you, man. Now, I'll tell you what, though. Um, uh, we we really got to figure out when we can have you back. So if you've got a date when you're going to have something for a new release, um, please contact Donna. Make sure that we get you back on as soon as possible. And um, I'll, tell I, I t- I'll tell you what I can do, man. Whenever the project, the project is done, essentially. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just have to uh, go and um, do some final mix downs for it. But whenever everything's official, you know, and uh, the, the single's out there, then we can have, like, you know, a listening session where we can listen to, uh, like, you know, the full album if you want to. Oh, awesome, yeah. man. I love that. Love that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Appreciate I'll definitely it. be in touch, man. Okay. Well, thank you for yeah. coming on yeah. board, and we look forward to having you back on next time. Well, special thanks to our producer, Donna Hardiman, and also to All-Star Entertainment, uh, Kenny Mansell. Uh, Appreciate your efforts on this as well. I'm Michael Fordham, and you've been listening to Turn It Up. Before you go, though, here's a little something to take with you. Ask God for wisdom daily, but know that your lesson can come from anybody or any situation, good or bad, friend or foe. Watch your thoughts. They become words. And watch your words. They become actions. And watch your actions. They become habits. And watch your habits. They become your character. And watch your character. It becomes your destiny. Until we meet again, take care of what becomes of you.